Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. So glad that you're tuned in. And we want to bless you this next hour as you are listening to Calvary Live, the program where you get to call in the listener and you get to ask questions about the Bible or Christian living, or maybe you heard a a teaching uh, from uh, someone and you want some clarity and understanding uh, from a pastor, maybe uh, somebody sent you a teaching, maybe you did some reading, a book, and uh, you got some questions. And so we're here to help you and encourage you any way that we can as we go to the Word of God. So give me a call. You heard that call-in number is 303-690-3000. And so we got open lines. Grab one of those open lines early, and we're so grateful that so many of you from all over the country get to listen live today. Uh, It is a beautiful day here in Colorado. My name is Jeff Figgs from Calvary Chapel, Greeley. If you're wondering where Greeley is, it's between Denver, uh, Colorado, and Cheyenne, Wyoming. We're right here nestled on the plains and right in front of Rocky Mountain National Park, one of the most beautiful places in all of the world. And we're so blessed to be here. And thank you for praying for the snow. We got some snow. in the first week of January, and we needed it, and the winter wheat's got some snow on it, which is so important, and also to put out those fires that uh, were in the uh, suburbs of Denver and Boulder County, Louisville, and and uh, other places, and uh, Superior, Marshall, so many homes, 1,100 homes burnt down. Continue to pray for them. Continue to pray for us here in Colorado and those who lost everything, and we want to take the time to do that uh, during the show, and and uh, we are thinking of you guys in our listening areas. You're listening on 89.7. You're listening live on this Monday afternoon. It's a beautiful day here in January in Colorado, and, and we're going to continue to just support and pray and uh, encourage you in the way and uh, the things of the Lord. So welcome, everyone, in Front Range of Colorado on Grace FM in southern Wyoming, want to welcome also all those uh, that are listening by Radio by Grace. You two are listening live all throughout the country. I pray you're doing well as we are well into the new year now and getting settled in. And also those who are listening on Hope and Truth FM and uh, Higher Rock Radio, you are a week delayed, but you get to call in and have the conversation, and then it will air on your radio station on your radio network next week. But online listeners, welcome as well. Uh, I'm going to give you that number again, call-in number. Got a couple open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897 for you to text in a question and a prayer request. That is also 24 uh, hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, Text line for you to, to... uh, text in a prayer request for texting only. So love for you to to use that resource. And the prayer team, the pastors, 
at Calvary Church in Aurora. We'll be praying for you. And I think it's just a, a wonderful resource for you to to receive prayer. But during the show, as we have time, we will go to the text line. So 303-690-3000 is calling number. Welcome, everyone. Those of you online from all over the country, uh, from Florida up to Washington and East Coast to Southern California and Arizona, so glad that you can join us. Grab one of those open lines. Let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk about the Lord. Let's talk about those things that are important to you and be encouraged in the things of the Lord Jesus Christ on Calvary Live today. So we got a couple open lines. Let's go to Gregory in Loveland. Gregory? Hi there, Pastor Jeff. Here. It's good to have you. Thanks for calling in. Yes, it's good to be here. Thanks for being there on the line so we can call. Yeah, thank you. So what can we do for you today? Uh, I was just calling with the praise report. Uh-huh. Um, I called Lord... about a few months ago. I don't know if you remember me, but I was a guy that um, you guys saved my life when I was in jail numerous times. Oh, uh, um, yeah. And the Lord did so much work in my life since then and, and is continuing to do it. Um, start school on the 18th. Um, I'm getting my license paid off. I've never had my license. I'm 30 years old, and I'm getting ready to pay it off. Um, uh, I'm getting a vehicle this week. Um, but mainly I'm just, and I told you that I was going through a divorce and stuff like that and on the verge of losing my wife. Well, that's still happening, but the, the peace I have with it and tranquility that comes with it and just relying on Jesus every day. And that's what I've been doing. And all this stuff that's coming to me right now wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't have started praying, uh, two months ago, four or five times a day. Literally, I, I just faithfully, I was praying, Lord, please have these things happen for me, and please give me the strength to do them, just, and it all, it, it's happening. So yeah. anybody that's out there that's struggling with their faith, that thinks that God isn't real or Jesus isn't real, trust me, He is. Trust he me, is He real. is, because yeah. I'm a 20-plus-year recovering drug addict, stuck needles in my arms, robbed people, I've done it all. And yeah. I'm just You're praising I'm, God I'm today, so Greg. Grateful. I'm so grateful for yeah. even my hardships, yeah. even the stuff that's hard in my life. In the You're, moment it's you know, hard his to be forgiveness. Grateful, but for the most you part know, I'm grateful for it because it teaches me yeah. so much. Yeah, and Gregory, one of the things that you're expressing is is that God's forgiveness is for anyone who turns to him no matter what you've done. And his grace is absolutely incredible. For sin abounds, but his grace abounds much more, is what Paul wrote in the book of Romans. And I just want to pray for you, and I thank you for calling. I I thank, I'm just grateful that you're doing well, and uh, God still wants to work. You keep your eyes on him, stay close to him, walk with him. And Father, I just pray for Gregory. I just pray that you would help him to continue to, as he's just marveling at your incredible grace and love and faithfulness, that Lord, um, he knows that there's hardships, he knows there's challenges ahead, but he's moving forward. And he's putting his hand to the plow. And I I pray that as he does move forward, that you would continue to show yourself strong on his behalf, that he would be just, Lord, free to live for you and live in your grace and love. And Lord, work and, and help provide for him and, and to, to grow in wisdom and to grow in strength. And Lord, that you would just continue working in him where he expresses and has that testimony 
of the goodness of God and the grace of God that is in his life. And so, Lord, we thank you for this testimony. Thank you for Gregory and, and Lord, just uh, finding us here and being encouraged in the things of the Lord. And, Lord, that he would know that you, you are still working and you're going to complete that work in him that you're doing. And we just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Gregory, Amen. God bless you. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Sure. Yeah, I just want to let anybody else that is struggling with mental health or has racing thoughts or anxiety or anything like that, focus, start your day and focus on one positive thought and go from there. Because if you focus on one positive thought in the morning, the negative thoughts won't even come. But when they do, they won't be there that long. Yeah, keep your eyes on the Lord and your thoughts. Hold every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. So thanks, Gregory. Appreciate it. Keep in touch, okay? God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. You bet. You bet. Absolutely. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. When somebody hangs up, there's an open line. Grab it as we continue with the phone lines. You know, God's grace is so incredible. It, It is for forgiveness for anyone. No matter what you have done, he died for your sins. And uh, there is his grace and love and forgiveness is available to anyone who turns to him, who says, I need you, Jesus. I need to repent. I need forgiveness. I come to the cross of Jesus Christ. Absolutely incredible, the love and and grace of Jesus Christ. And uh, Gregory is a testimony of that. So uh, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Anthony in Brighton. Anthony. Hey, Hey, Pastor Jeff. Hey, I have a question about Genesis 10.25. It says two sons were born to to Eber. One was named Peleg because in his time the earth was divided. What does it mean that the earth was divided? Yeah, that's kind of an interesting phrase. And I think what it's, it's, it's talking about, because this is after uh, the flood, right? This is after Noah lived in the flood 150 years, chapter 9. Chapter 10 is the, the list of nations um, that are there. And I think it's a couple things. The earth was divided. Could it be that it's speaking of that um, there's some theories that the continents were all together? And then as the waters came up from under the crest of the earth, you see that firmament around the earth, it uh, would rain for 40 days as it dissipated uh, that water cam- canopy. And then it says that the crust of the earth would crack and the waters came from underneath the crust of the earth. So there's great flooding. And it is also suspected that perhaps that the earth rotated on its axis a little bit. The, the, the world was tropical, it is believed, before the flood, they found fossils of uh, tropical plants in the Sierra Desert, even in the Antarctica. Um, and uh, up in the Arctic Circle, the mammoth that uh, they found that was frozen suddenly, something happened very, very quickly to where vegetation was in its mouth. So it seems like that the earth with that firmament, that it was a tropical kind of environment, and then it is believed and I remember one scientist who believes in the creation uh, you know, story it was given this theory, and it made so much sense that as the, the crust of the earth would you know, break, that the continents would then divide. 
So could it be a reference to that? Could it be a reference that the continents divided at that time and you have, you know, uh, the continents and the oceans as the waters receded, then the oceans would be created. So that's a simple explanation of that. Um, But that's one thought. It could be that simply it's speaking about sometimes the Bible will speak about a land that is divided by a river. Um, We see that in Isaiah, I believe, chapter 18, when speaking about Ethiopia, land that's divided, is speaking about a river. Um, And so it's talking probably geographically something, either the continents that had split apart or speaking about a river, perhaps. And so that's what I throw out to you. Um, Okay. Is is there any significance in in the name Peleg and, and what that translates to? Well, I'd have to look it up in in verse twenty five, and do it. It means peg like doesn't it mean division? Um, is what it means. So I, I don't know. It's something that. It, and here's the interesting thing that you're bringing out, Anthony, that these names. There's a reason for these names to be in these chapters. It isn't just to fill up space. I, I mean, you can do a study on these names, and um, it's, it's pretty pretty incredible as you take the time to do that. So it's something that, that I haven't done and haven't, you know, we've, it's been a while since I've been in Genesis and doing a teaching in it because I'm getting ready to finish the old Testament. Um, and that was a while ago, but, um, I'd have to look at that and see for sure. But I believe his name Peleg means division. Thank you for everything. Yeah. Hey, Hey, Anthony. Yeah. Anyway, Hey, Anthony, if you do find anything on it, call me and let me know, okay? I will. Will do. Thank you, sir. Okay. Thank you, Anthony. Uh, so much of the scripture that we can study and and look at, and, and it's it's uh, fascinating to be able to do that. And you can never exhaust the scripture. Sometimes I'll run into somebody that will say, oh, you know, I know the Bible. I read the Bible, and and." It's like you can never exhaust knowing God's Word and in-depth study if you want to do or go as deep as you want to go in studying the Scriptures. And sometimes I don't know. These are good questions, and I appreciate you, um, you know, Anthony and others who call up that have these questions. And sometimes it's like, wow, I don't know. That's a good question, and, and we go from there. So uh, I'm just glad that people are reading the Word of God and people are knowing God's Word and looking at it and believing God's Word as well. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, so give me a call. we got an open line that I know of, and uh, so grab that open line. And text line is 720-336-0897. My name, again, is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado, hosting on this Monday, beautiful day here in Colorado and I uh, hope you can take the time and uh, would appreciate to give me a call and let's talk about the things of the Lord and ask questions and prayer requests and praise reports. And this show is to encourage you and to bless you, the listener, in every way. Maybe you're driving home from work or getting out of school or uh, perhaps you're going to work. Uh, and um, you just it's good for us to, to come together and to be able to be encouraged in the things of the Lord. Well, let's go to Tyrone in Hunt Valley, Maryland. Tyrone? Hi, Pastor. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for calling. Uh, My question is this. It's concerning tattoos. 
a friend of mine, and he's Catholic, but he wants to put a tattoo of, like, the praying hands on his arm, and he's a nurse, so that to him it's, like, representing where um, he's praying for people. And mm-hmm. I was telling him that I'm not too sure if you should mark your body up like that. So, so I just wanted your thoughts on that. Yeah, and Tyrone, let me ask you this. Why why aren't you so sure about it? Is there a scripture reference that you have, or is it just a personal conviction? Uh, it's, a, it's one scripture re- reference. I think it's in Leviticus. I'm not sure where it yeah. says something about you won't cut yourself or mark yourself. Yeah, and, and I think that is, um, I'd have to find it, but it is in Leviticus. Um, he gives the moral and ceremonial laws. And he talks about, you know, different things and marking yourself, um, you know, those kinds of things. Um, he says that, I think I found it in Leviticus 19, verse 27, he says, You shall not shave around the sides of your head, nor shall you disfigure the edges of your beard. So does that mean that you can't get a certain haircut? Um, and you shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor tattoo any marks on you, I am the Lord. So here's what's going on. And uh, some people read that and they think you shouldn't get a tattoo or a marking. Um, This is associated with pagan worship, with idol worship. He's warning them, when you go into the promised land, I don't want you to be like the Canaanites. I don't want you to practice the things that they practice. It's kind of like at Christmas in the book of Jeremiah, in chapter 10, I believe, uh, Jeremiah is talking about a tree. He's talking about a tree that you cut down and you put decorations on it. And uh, it's associated with pagan worship. It's associated with idol worship. So people say you shouldn't have a Christmas tree. Well, I don't put up a Christmas tree to worship the Christmas tree. It's not an idol to me. Um, and there are those who have a tattoo. I don't think that the Bible prohibits tattoos. If you get a tattoo and it's associated with pagan worship and idol worship, yeah, there, then there's a problem. But, you know, it's like, should you not shave around the sides of your head? I see plenty of guys that shave around the sides of their head and just, you know, have different haircuts. Does that mean you shouldn't do that? So I think to keep the main thing the focus on is that, you know, why are you getting a tattoo? Number one, realize that once you get it, you can't get rid of it, or it's very expensive and difficult to get rid of it. Second of all, why are you doing it? And I think that as Christians, we have liberty in the Lord, and we always want to ask ourselves, is this pleasing to the Lord? And some people, they get tattoos because they want to express, you know, their, their you know, devotion to the Lord, their love for the Lord, like your friend said, praying hands, that he's praying for others. Well, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. So that verse in in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 28, is associated with pagan worship. When you go into the land, don't be like the the Canaanites that tattoo and mark their bodies uh, to associate with their false gods. Does that make sense? Yeah, because when I mentioned to him about that, I'm not sure— if you should that to your body, uh, his response was, um, it's my free will. I said, okay. (laughs) 
Well, and there's some people that have that conviction of, you know, not getting tattoos. And and there are some people that have a conviction not having a Christmas tree. But we do have liberty in Christ. And I think when it comes to those those areas of, you know, should I get a tattoo? Should I do this and do that? Number one, why, why am I doing it? Second of all, am I bringing honor to the Lord? And thirdly, can can... You know, I look at this and say, this is good, and have a good conscience about it uh, before the Lord. And I think those are key questions to ask. So I, I don't think the Bible speaks of uh, pro, you know, prohibiting getting tattoos. Um, but some people think that, hey, I, you know, I'm not going to do it. And um, they look at the verse a little bit differently. So hopefully that helps out a little bit. It does. And uh, just one other thing is that, because sometimes with some people, when they get one tattoo, it leads to another, another, and before you know it, the whole body is marked yeah. up with tattoos. So yeah. I was just concerned about that, too. But I thank you. Bet, Tyrone. That's a good question. Appreciate you calling. All right. Three. We'll see you. Good question. You know, those are things you have to wrestle through, and people have different convictions about, you know, those things, you know, whether you get piercings or tattoos and things like that. So 303-690-3000, the call-in number, I believe we got one open line, and the text line is 720-336-0897. Lots of calls today. Keep those calls coming in. We're going to continue to move forward with Susie in Pasadena, Maryland. Susie? Hi. This, hi, yes. I'm so thankful to be able to reach you. Yeah. I love your program, and your gentle voice is always soothing, yeah. and uh, just praying with people and their stories. I'm calling today, Pastor, to, one, thank the program for, even though it's a week delayed where I am, I was driving, listening, and I'm uh, just so thankful. A um, gentleman, I think his name was Matt, he called in apparently last week and talked about little bird thoughts that he can chew away. <clears throat> And the illustration was really appropriate. And, and then you talked further, and he said that he had been diagnosed as bipolar at one point in his life, and and that's when I know I had to call because I also was misdiagnosed as bipolar. I'm, I'm a person who feels deeply um, that doesn't make me bipolar. <laughs> and so when he said he used the bird thought, I thought that is such a beautiful way of managing um difficult thoughts and i just wanted to say to that if he's listening tonight god bless you for following on that inclination to call it very much encourages me mm-hmm. so i wanted to thank that and then i have a prayer request i i am um, i guess i'm <laughs> i'm unemployed currently i left my job in november um i was a bible teacher and a science teacher at a small christian school for five years and it was a pretty abrupt leaving um over the the main concept was a lack of a COVID policy. I just was looking for a COVID policy, and I had a student test positive. And I'm a survivor of COVID. It was a really rough haul. I almost didn't make it. Mm-hmm. And it was causing me to have great anxiety, and uh, I was kind of bullied over it versus embraced to, like, how can we solve this? And so I left. I just knew I couldn't stay. And so that was difficult. And... Um, the way the school handled me leaving was not to give me two weeks' notice. It was to, like, you have to go, and you cannot have any communication with any of your students or your teachers or their parents. And so I 
I trust the Lord that he closed that door for a reason. And in the meantime, um, December 27th, a student I had for three years, who was 14 years old, took her life. Oh, I'm so and sorry. I'm grieving deeply. Yeah, and absolutely. Deeply. Yeah, absolutely, Susie. Deeply. And I and went to the viewing, and I went to the funeral, and I saw people that I love, and students ran to me and let me hold them. Mm-hmm. But there's real spiritual warfare that is so profoundly yeah. going on in the school. I was, I was yeah. told through someone else not to talk to students, not to interact with parents. I should stay away. And I just cannot, will not grieve the Holy Spirit. And I'm just horrified at this was yeah. my church family for five years. And this is how they're dealing with, with this. Yeah. A new compassion was lacking when I left. That was one of the horrifying things that came to me that, that my administrator yeah. had and no Mich- compassion. And, now and you know, one of the things, Susie, is, you know, I know there's a lot that is running through your mind. You're hurting, you're grieving. And um, I'm sure there's a lot that, you know, you could share. And you're just processing a lot of these things. And you, you feel like um, it's it's been a difficult road, it sounds like. And I just want to pray for you. There's those times where, you know, um, the Lord says, be still and know that I am God. And that's the verse that came to me as you were talking. And I, I know that that you have a lot that you want to share with the COVID, uh, a former student that you're grieving over. Uh, the, our young people are going through such difficulties, and we're seeing more and more of this. And I just want to, as this subject comes up, I just want to say to those who are listening that um, any kind of thoughts of suicide or anything, get help. There are people that to help. Call somebody. Get that help that you need. Because you're not the only one that's struggling. There's a lot of people struggling. And there are people that care about you, and they want to help, and they're ready to listen and to to, to encourage you and help you in the despair that um, that you're feeling. And the Lord says, live, to live. And there's always a reason to live, and that is for the Lord. And I know that you know that, um, Susie. And I just want to pray for you before we go to the break. And I just want to encourage you that the Lord has a plan. And people will disappoint us, you know, places will disappoint us. Um, But the Lord, he's faithful and he is good. And he wants to minister to your heart. And I know that there's a hole in your heart right now as you're grieving over that student. You're grieving over your, you know, your job and, and all the disappointments and stuff. And so, Father, I pray that as... Susie's feeling overwhelmed, and as she's grieving, that, Lord, that um, just the interactions that she's had with people that have not been uplifting and are encouraging, that, Lord, that she would find her comfort from you. And, Lord, you're the God who comforts us in all our tribulations, as Paul wrote to the Corinthian church. And I know that she has a lot of tribulations right now. And, Lord, as she goes through the sorrow in her heart, to understand that Jesus is a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and that you know exactly what she's going through. And Lord, when we get to the point where we're pressed beyond measure, even as Paul would say, despaired even of life, that you're there to strengthen and to help and to guide and to direct. And there's always a reason to live, and that's to live for you. And Lord, that you would just be with Susie in this time, 
that you would help her as she moves forward in providing for her and, Lord, helping her to be able to minister to those that she cares for, for the young people. Lord, you know exactly uh, what she needs. I pray for her health, that you would just bring complete healing to her. She struggled through COVID, but, but Lord, I, a lot of us have. And, and I just pray that she would know that, that you see her and you love her and you got a plan for her and that you would work on her behalf. And Lord, just just um, may she sense your presence and your comfort in Jesus' name. Amen. Susie, hey, we're going to break. We'll be praying for you. Give me a call. Got a couple open lines, I believe. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Second half of Calvary Live. Again, my name is Jeff Biggs. I pastor the Calvary Chapel here in Greeley, Colorado. So glad to be with you on, on this Monday afternoon. So Give me a call. we got an open line, 303-690-3000. We've been working the phone lines since the top of the show, and we'll continue to do that. There is a text line that you can text in a question or a prayer request, and that is 720-336-0897. So maybe you just need prayer or you got a question about the Bible. I'd love to talk with you. And so we got plenty of time in the show for you to grab that open line, and we're going to move forward with the phone lines as Michelle has been waiting from New Orleans. Michelle? Michelle, are you there? Okay, Michelle was was waiting. Michelle, I want to go ahead, if you're listening, uh, from New Orleans. She wants prayer for her husband and uh, and uh, suffered a spinal cord uh, and uh, now paralyzed from the chest down. Uh, a lot more that is going on. So, Michelle... Uh, we want to take the time. You took the time to call, and uh, you were on hold as you were waiting, and sorry I didn't get to you. But, Michelle, we want to pray for you and pray for your husband. As Lord, uh, I do pray for Michelle from New Orleans. You know who she is, where she's at. You know her husband. He suffered a spinal cord stroke recently. And as he's paralyzed, Lord, I just pray that you would minister to him physically, emotionally, spiritually, and to Michelle. She has a lot on her plate right now. Um, She needs to move forward to be encouraged uh, in the midst of this trial and difficulty and, uh, Lord, the discouragement that can come. And I just pray that she would know that you love her, you care for her, you know all about her, and, Lord, just minister to her in a very, very wonderful way. And, Lord, provide for them. And, And as they go through this trial, that they would know that you're with them, and that, Lord, it's in the trials that you want to, sh- to just grow her faith. And, Lord, do you want to mature her, that they would see that they could trust you. And, Lord, um, that they would uh, just uh, look to you, not only trusting in you, but resting in you and resting in your love. So be with Michelle and just work on her behalf and also her husband in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. So we got a couple open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Grab one of those open lines. Text line 
0897. In the meantime, let's go to Adam. He's calling from Kentucky. Adam from Somerset, Kentucky. Hello. Hey, you're on Calvary Live. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. Yes, I just had a question from Exodus 4. Um, there's a couple verses in there that kind of stood out as a, um, uh, Moses was going to Egypt, and the Lord told him to go there, and he was kind of fighting God on it. And at one point in the chapter, you know, God's anger was kindled against Moses. And then later on, about halfway through, it says the Lord sought to kill him. And mm-hmm. then Zipporah, his wife, uh, took their son's took their son's foreskin and threw it at his feet and said, you are a husband of blood to me. And I've just felt like that kind of, those three verses there were just, for me anyways, seemed like, yeah. just struck me, like, what's going on here? And yeah. so I didn't know yeah. what the significance of that statement was in the context of what's going on. Yeah. I know God was kind of angry with Moses, and so I didn't know if it was to get his attention, but yeah, what was that statement? What is that significance yeah. of that? Because, you know, it's just as you said, you're reading along, and, you know, uh, Moses is called at, there at the burning bush. He makes excuses, and the Lord said, Moses, I want you to go. And so he is going to go. He's on his way to do what God's called him to do. And all of a sudden, there's this this interlude. There's this three verses that God was going to kill Moses. And it's like, what is this all about? Um, and it seems like it's out of place. But I think there's a very important uh, principle and application that is given here because he's on his way. He's going to shepherd the the nation. He's going to be the shepherd that's going to lead the children of Israel to two and a half million people out of Egypt into the wilderness and towards the promised land. And it's a huge responsibility. I think about the responsibility, the ministry that Moses had. I, I can't imagine pastoring two and a half million people for 40 years. You don't have a church. You're out in the wilderness. And they were two and a half million people that weren't nice. Um, They would complain. They would murmur. They were rebellious. um, They would have votes to get rid of Moses as the pastor, and the vote would be two and a half million to nothing. So, you know, he had a difficult ministry. But here's, here's the point that I'm getting at. He's going to shepherd this this nation, but yet he had failed to shepherd his family because he was of, you know, um, the the Jewish um, uh, faith, because he was a descendant of Abraham, he was to circumcise his son. And it's almost like the Lord is saying that Moses, before you go shepherd the nation, you need to shepherd your own home. And, and again, you go back to that covenant that the the children, the sons were to be circumcised as a cutting away of the flesh um, to to show that they were a covenant people, a marked people. Uh, we know as you read the whole of the Old Testament, it was to be an outward sign, and it was to be an outward mark of an inward belief and faith in the Lord Jesus, you know, in the Lord. And, and as he's going there, um, that the Lord sought to kill him, and Zipporah, she ended up having to do it. And she throws the foreskin at him. And, of course, Zipporah, she's not of a descendant of Abraham. She's you know, was there, um, and he married her. And so she says, you're a bloody husband to me. Um, you know, this, this covenant that you should have taken care of, you should have taken care of it. So 
you it's dramatic as you read it, but I think the lesson is this, and I tell guys this all the time who want to minister. I get guys that come to me and say, I want to be in ministry, I want to do this, and I tell them your ministry starts at home. Your ministry starts at home with your kids, with your wife. Make sure that you are you know, taking care of them spiritually before you want to go and minister to this group of people. And it's, it speaks to me personally, um, Adam, because, you know, before I can shepherd all these people that I do here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, you know, God has called me to make sure that I'm shepherding my family and my ministry starts at home. And sometimes guys forget that. Um, sometimes guys, you know, it, because ministry can consume us. Um, there's always something to do, the, the excitement, the trials of it, the stress of it, all these things. But we only got one family, and God has called us to minister to our family, to our children. They are given to us as an inheritance to raise our children in the ways of the Lord, uh, to love our wives as Christ loves the church. And that's one of the things that actually this story has kind of taught me um, as I looked at it, uh, because it is dramatic, but the thing is, Moses, you got to take care of your family, then you can take care of the, the nation. And I could not be the pastor of this church if I wasn't taking care of, you know, things at home. I didn't do it perfectly. I'm not the perfect husband, but it reminds me of my responsibilities and priorities to my family first, and then also to the church. And the church is important to shepherd them. And so hopefully that makes a little bit of sense as you look at the text. Sure. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, and, um, and you know, those are good observations that you're making. And it's inserted there for a reason. And maybe somebody else has a different application that they look at. But I know the Lord spoke this to me, that make sure that you're taking care of your children. Make sure that you're taking care of your home before you go and shepherd the, the church. And, and I think that was one of the lessons to Moses. So Awesome. Thank you so much. I hey. really appreciate that. You bet, Adam. Keep reading the word. I will. Thank you. Yeah. So good to get calls from Louisiana and Kentucky and Maryland and all over the United States. So glad that you can join us. Welcome. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. we got a couple open lines. We've been working the phone lines since the top of the show. Great questions. Uh, people that need prayer. So we got plenty of time in the show. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. The text line is 720-336-0897. Now we're going to go to Atlanta, Georgia. Linda's on line one. Hi, Linda. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Welcome to the program. Thank you. How can we pray for you? Because I, I just, I'm just broken, and I just have so much issue going on. Uh, I feel like being rejected by everyone, and I'm alone, and not by choice. And like I told a guy before, I have a um, nephew that passed away with COVID, and they got the service coming up on on Saturday, and just trying to know what to do and not to feel like people hold against me if I don't go. I have to travel to Alabama. It's not very far. And then just trying to help get transportation. I just just feel like just so broken, so broken and so alone, you know. Yeah. And I'm so sorry that you feel that way, Linda. And it is hard when we feel alone. And, 
when we feel like um, that nobody's around. We can even feel that way when we do have people around. Um, We just feel alone. And I want you to know this, that the Lord is with you. He promised he'll never leave us or forsake us. And I'm just going to pray that you sense his presence and that he'll bring people into your life that will help you, uh, encourage you, and build you up. You know, and those relationships are important. He made us to have relationship and fellowship with him. We see the importance of it. And we also see the the importance of it with other believers. And I am just pray that you can get with a group of believers, um, if you're able to do that, uh, to be able to, uh, you know, be together with others that will encourage you and bless you. That's one of the things that I really try to emphasize with Christians. We really need each other, and uh, we need to be around each other. And there are some that, for different reasons, aren't, aren't able to do that. But for the most part, uh, we are. So I just want to pray for you and encourage you. And, you know, as far as I'm so sorry for your loss uh, from y- your nephew. And, um, and you know, those are hard times. And um, different things are brought up during those times of loss and grieving. But I'm just going to pray for God's wisdom and comfort to come to you. As Father, I pray for Linda. She's feeling isolated. She feels alone. And Lord, I just pray that you would send people into her life, that brothers, sisters particularly, um, that will encourage her and um, and just help her and build her up. And Lord, that she would know that you're with her and you, you love her. And Lord, you'll never leave her or forsake her, that she would sense your presence and that she would sense your comfort. That Lord, do you give her wisdom and provision if she's to go to this funeral that you provide for her? And just to be there, to be a, a light, and, and Lord, to, to give her wisdom to, as she ministers to her family. And, and Lord, you know all the things that, and issues that are going on. But Lord, I just pray that you would help her, and Lord, that you would work, and that she would trust in you. And Lord, that, um, that you would um, just uh, draw her to you, and, um, and that you would... Uh, bring others into her life to to help her. Lord, I just pray that you would just do this work in her life and do it this year and this soon, um, that, uh, Lord, that she would know that, um, that you're working and she would see it. And so, Lord, I just lift all these things up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. Yeah. If you can remember, continue to keep me in prayer. I just, just, just really weak. And I, you know, and I know I have a personal relationship with Lord, and, and I talk to mm-hmm. Him too. But I, you know, like you said, we wasn't put here to be alone. So we just believe yeah. in God for here. He that hears your prayer and send me someone in my life, some godly men and yeah. women, brothers. Hey, Linda. Mm-hmm. Yes. Linda, do you have do you have a church that that you go to? I have a church that I go to. I do have a church that I go to, and I'm praying about that. I'm still going. I've been there for years, but um, I, I got. A, I have a transportation issue. Plus, um, okay. I have a transportation issue, meaning I don't have a car at all, and when I take public, yeah. tra- public transportation. So it yeah. takes me about two hours during the week to get there, maybe two hours, two hours and 45 minutes on the weekend because the buses don't run quite yeah. as regular and right. it would be no problem but I do have a challenge with my left hip my left okay. hip and leg. Uh, we have bad problem with that. 
So well, um, yeah. I'm going to be praying that you're able to get in fellowship and and that the Lord shows you and guides you in that. And it is so true what you're seeing and realizing that um, we just need to be in fellowship with other believers, you know, as God provides for us. And, and for some like you, it's challenging and transportation or health and things like that. But I'm just going to pray that for you and, and keep in touch with us, okay? Thank you so much. You bet, Linda. All right, you bet. bye. God, bye-bye. God bless you. Yeah, it, it is important for us to, to be in fellowship. And, and um, you know, God made us to be close to him and have fellowship with him, but with one another as well. And, and so um, we just need that, all of us. Hey, I think... We have all open lines is, is what I'm seeing here. So got plenty of time to give me a call. 303-690-3000. We've been busy with phone calls uh, during the show, but we still got some time left uh, for you to call. The text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. I do want to go to the text. Um, there is one that uh, text uh, message that came in. It says, I already feel like I failed in this new year. How can I keep from feeling condemned? And one of the things I want to say is that there's a difference between being condemned and conviction. And I think all of us that in the new year, we make resolutions, and sometimes it doesn't take long before we realize that we broke those resolutions, whether it's diet, whether it's losing weight, whether it's spiritual, maybe perhaps reading the Bible. I'm going to read the Bible in a year, and and we get into week number two, and we slept in, or I'm going to pray this amount of time during the day. It doesn't happen, or maybe uh, be in church more, whatever the case may be. But here's the difference between condemnation and conviction. The Bible tells us that in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, that there's no condemnation now for those who are in Christ Jesus. And in my Bible, I have that word now underlined because it means now, it means today. Condemnation comes from the enemy. And that's why as Christians, first of all, we're to understand that those of us who are in Christ, there's no condemnation now, that we're not condemned. And also what it tells me that as I minister to others, I don't want to be condemning. I think there's too much of that that goes on on social media and conversations, just condemning others. I'm not interested in condemning others. But there is um, the condemnation that comes from the enemy to push you away from the Lord. And then there's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And remember this, that the conviction of the Holy Spirit is because he loves you. As he convicts you, he's chastening you, he's uh, does it because you're his child. He loves you. He wants you to be drawn to him, uh, to get on the right course. That conviction is from the Lord, and that's a good thing, and that's to draw you closer to him. So recognize the difference, the condemnation. There's no condemnation now for those who are in Christ Jesus, that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, and then the conviction comes from the Lord. And um, and it's to draw us to him because he loves us and he wants us to move forward in the right way, in, in a godly way, and pursuing the highway of holiness. And he does it for our benefit. And uh, I'm thankful for his conviction as we have the conviction of the Holy Spirit. So 
Give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number to text line. Again, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Luke in Arkansas. Luke? Yes, thank you. Um, You're on. I have a, uh, like a two-part question. Um, uh-huh. So the, the, the phrase that most churches uh, or a lot of Baptist churches, for, for instance, uh, say is once saved, always saved. Um, yeah. And I kind of just set myself away from the church, and I started uh, to try due to all the different denominations. I tried to step away for a minute and read the Bible myself and with an open heart and try, you know, to let the Spirit lead me in my reading. And when I I don't get once saved, always saved, you know, I get that you have to endure to the end. And the second part of that question is um, how can so many different people, so many dedicated people from what my man eyes see, view the Bible so differently. I mean, you got the Trinity versus not the Trinity and so on and so forth. But really, I guess yeah. my main question right now is always saved or not always saved? Like, where do you see that if you do think that? Well, look, I think, I think you're, you're one of the things that I caught, as you said, that you're just reading the Bible to see what the Bible says. And I think there's wisdom in that because there can be different, there's different interpretations in what the Bible says. And for example, to, to endure to the end and kind of what you gave a hint to was um, you question once saved, always saved. Um, one of the things that as I look at scripture and the conclusion that I come to is, you know, the, the Lord himself said that, that you're in the father's hand and no one will pluck you out. Um, and we also know that the Bible speaks about that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Um, and we are sealed there. It's, it's, that word seal is a very strong uh, word. It, it speaks of ownership. Um, in Ephesians chapter 1, in Second Corinthians twice, we see that Paul talks about how we're sealed with the Holy Spirit, um, you know, that we're saved again. The Bible doesn't talk about being unsaved. So there's verses there. For me, I believe in the security of the believer. I think the debate comes, uh, there are those who say that you can walk away from your faith. There are others that say that that person wasn't saved in the first place. So it's looking at those scriptures, and um, I personally believe that uh, the Lord has established us, who has sealed us, and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee, um, and that's the position. I, I have no interest in debating endlessly over it and those there are issues that we can debate over it's kind of like what you said um you know different issues uh we can debate does god choose us or do we have free will so there's a different you know thoughts on the spectrum you have verses that tell us that we've been chosen before the foundation of the world that you know speaks about election it speaks about predestination and then it also speaks about as jesus said whosoever um it comes, whoever, you know, the Bible says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So that's where you get to debate on certain things. There's certain issues that are not debatable. And one of them is the Trinity, the the doctrine of the Trinity, um, being saved by grace, um, you know, salvation, those things, um, atonement, the atoning work of Jesus on the cross. The, those are essential doctrines of the Bible. And then there's some others like the return of the Lord. Some believe that the rapture will happen before the tribulation. Some believe 
in the middle of the tribulation. So those are things that you'll sort out. But where I want to encourage you, Luke, is is that you read the Bible, and as you read the Bible, the Holy Spirit is there as you ask for wisdom to teach you. And that's what Jesus said in that upper room. He said that that he will teach you all things and bring that clarity to you. And the more that you study, because there are some views that I've had that over the years of studying the Bible, those views have changed a bit. And, um, and so they're the essential doctrines that we believe in when it comes to the character of God, the person of Jesus Christ, salvation. And then there are other issues that end up getting debated endlessly in the church. And and that's what you're hearing. But for you, Luke, listen, what I want you to focus on is where are you at today? Where are you at today? Are you a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you believe he died for your sins and he rose again? We were just uh, going over um, the crucifixion of Jesus. And um, as we did, that, um, you know, Pilate asked them, the crowd, what shall we do with this one you called the Christ? What do you want me to do with him? And that's a question everybody has to answer. So for you, you can get in, you know, all these theological questions. There's nothing wrong with it. But for you, as you said, that you've walked away from the church, that to come back and look to Jesus. And what are you going to do with Jesus, who is called the Christ? Is he your Lord? Did he die for your sins? Did he rise from the grave? Do you believe that forgiveness is found in him alone? And that's where you begin. Go to the cross. And no wonder that Paul would say that I come preaching nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. So hopefully that encourages you. Sure, absolutely does. I appreciate it very much. And Luke, you call with any questions that you have, and we'll do our best to answer them. Um, but what has Jesus done for you? And um, and look to him and his wonderful love for you. Because I'll tell you this, Luke, you know, we can wrestle with, are we chosen? Do we choose? You know, once saved, always saved. But I want you to know this, that when Jesus took that cross and he walked up to that place of execution, he was thinking about you and he did it for you because of his love for you. Because the greatest need of any man or any woman is to be forgiven of sin. And it wasn't the nails that kept him on that cross. It was his love for you. And so I want you to start there. Start there. And then everything else, you know, centers around that, what he did, Christ crucified, um, as we look to him. Okay? Awesome. Thank you very much. I got about yep. 40 million questions, so I should That's be calling okay. you again. <laughs> you know what? Call, Luke. And it's okay to ask those questions because there's answers for you. There's answers for you. And I, you know, especially young people, they got so many questions and it's okay to ask them. And I may not be able to give exactly, you know, with great theological thought and clarity, but I can tell you this, that Jesus is real, that he's real. He loves you, Luke, and he wants to speak to your heart and draw you to him. Trust in him. Look to him. And, you know, don't just base it on, you know, theology to where we forget about. Theology is very important. Don't misunderstand me. And the questions are important. But the very foundation is Jesus Christ died for you. He loves you and he rose from the grave. And you can start there and then move forward. So I hope you do. And give us a call if you got any questions. And I got one closing question real fast. Do you mind? Okay. 
uh, which questions should I first turn to the Bible to answer those questions before I go to man? Or should I exhaust the Bible finding the answers first? Or should this I go is to what, man first? This, no, you go to the Bible first, okay? Because man's going to give you all kinds of, of answers. Go to the Bible because all Scripture is God-breathed, inspired by God. And what I would encourage you, this is where I would encourage you, start in John's Gospel. Read John's Gospel. And as Jesus makes those claims who he is, and John writes that Gospel to show that he is the Son of God. So start there, but read your Bible and let the Lord minister his word to you. If you go to man, man's going to confuse you at times. I mean, you can get answers, but, but the thing is, go to the Bible. Go to the Bible and start reading there and allow the Lord to minister to your heart and draw you to him. Okay? Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Have a good night. Okay. I hope to hear from you soon. So, hey, sorry, we got a couple callers. I just, you know, there are those of you that are out there right now as we get close to ending the show here that you may be wrestling and you got questions and it's okay to ask those questions. But we want to give you the truth of God's word. Because God's word is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it is inspired. God breathed. And as you read the Bible, the Spirit of God will minister to you his truth and draw you to him. If you pray, Lord, make yourself real to me, he will answer and honor that prayer. Hey, sorry we didn't get to Jeffrey or William. uh, But, hey, we'll be back same time tomorrow. So give me a call on Calvary Live. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.